This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. Chelsea are back. Chelsea are back. If snatching a draw from the jaws of defeat at Anfield and then beating Manure and making Fergie explode with bitter rage wasn't enough, the Chelsea podcast from Football Fancast is back. We'll be podcasting every Sunday and getting out on the pod waves each Monday, giving you the lowdown on the blue planet. I'm David Chidgy, commonly known as Chidge, and occasionally known as Stamford Chidge. I'm a season ticket holder on the Matthew Harding Upper, the fabled Gate 17. When I'm not cheering the Chels on or drinking in the local hostelries, I produce television. But before you say, not another phony, media-loving, supporting Chelsea, let me clarify that I make football programmes that tell it like it is, and not boring stuff like Match of the Day. Probably because they wouldn't trust me. No, I'm the man behind the WKD Shed Sports Show and Shed Sports 1 on Nuts TV. Berlin or Bust, the greatest girls against Man United, and the 50 sports that we love to love and love to hate. So, I've been let loose on the football fancast Podwaves, with a remit to spout forth my myopically biased views on the greatest team the world has ever seen. We'll be recording the podcast at Putney Station, my lucky Chelsea bar. I've never actually seen Chelsea lose when watching it here on the TV. So thanks to Emma and the lovely staff at Putney Station for letting us do our stuff here. Over the coming weeks, I hope to get a few mates along to have a banter with. Fellow Chelsea mates, ex-Chelsea legends, football writers, a few TV mates, whoever I can blag, bribe or bully. I promise we won't shy away from saying what we think. And hopefully we'll get your views on here too, through the website at www.footballfancast.com. Blogs, emails and the Facebook page we'll be creating very soon. Before we get going, though, we'd like to pass our commiserations and sympathy to Frank Lampard and his family, after Frank's mother, Pat, sadly passed away a few days ago. Frank, our thoughts are with you. Real fans, real opinions. Coming up on today's show, we'll be gloating about the win that keeps our title hopes alive against Man USA, celebrating probably the greatest own goal ever scored to keep us on track for Moscow, and we'll be looking ahead to the return leg on Wednesday. We'll also be discussing the hot topic on most Chelsea fans' minds at the moment. How the hell do we get to Moscow to see the Chelsea lift the European Cup? But first, it's time to introduce my guest today. Martin Levy, my long-suffering brother-in-law, 
who says nepotism's dead. This is a man who used to think it was funny to pour five pints of Stella down my neck because whenever he did, we would then win 5-0. Martin, say hello and tell us about yourself. Hello, David. Uh, you haven't been drinking so much lager recently, that's the trouble. I'm still um, having one now, though. I, I, I'm Martin Levy. I've uh, been a Chelsea fan as long as I can remember. The first time I can remember going to watch Chelsea live was in 1971, and we beat Liverpool 2-1 that day. And I certainly hope we can do the same again, or better, on Wednesday. Good stuff. My second guest is an old colleague, Mr Sheridan Bird, a man who used to grace the Shed Sports One show as an international playboy and man of mystery. But he was, in fact, all along a respected writer for the Champions magazine and a pundit on Talk Sport and Football 365. Say hello, Sheridan. Hello there, David. It's tremendous to be working with you again, just like the good old days. Shezza, the, uh, the honour is all mine, I assure <laughs> you, I assure you. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some football. That's what we're really here to do. Um, who were we as Chelsea fans to doubt Mr Grumpy? Average Grant not only put the Arsenal challenge back in its box a couple of weeks ago, but he might just have denied Man USA their 10th title. Martin and I were there, and I have to say it's probably the best Chelsea performance I've, I've seen at the bridge this season, and without doubt the best atmosphere and support by the Chelsea fans for a long time. Martin, you know, you were there too. What did you think, mate? I was very impressed, not with, just with the way the team played, but all the fans performed fantastically well as well, as, as indeed we are always asked to do in the programme, but this time it actually happened. Best atmosphere I can remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I was astonished, actually, because and, 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 you know me, I, I rant all the time about you know, the lack of support that we, we send, tend to get at the bridge. You know, people don't sing, they don't stand up. I mean, I can't understand why the hell you bother to go to football if you don't get passionate about it and give it everything for, for the 90 minutes. Everybody's standing up and singing. It yep. was fantastic. I mean, I couldn't Brilliant. quite see around the corner to the east stand, but were they, were they singing? Um, they were, yes, they were. I'd looked across to my left a couple of times and there were definitely people standing up and singing there as well. It was I, I hardly sat down the second half. No. It was great. I got told to once, but well, I don't quite know why, actually. It must have been in somebody's way. The PA announcer was still fighting his usual losing battles to get the Matthew Harding lower to sit down. I don't know why they even bother asking, what was their response? Tell, tell everybody what their response was, Martin. Uh, well, they Matthew started Lugan. singing, um, we only sing when we're standing. Indeed, and I, was, I, I like that response. It was quite humorous, but there you go. Sharon, I mean, I don't know if you caught the game or if you, you, you did catch the game. I saw it, yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, Martin and I are going to give you completely biased Chelsea myopic stuff. And usually Nothing wrong on. with that. Exactly. Absolutely. Game needs, David. Um, you know, but as a, I mean, uh, to be fair, as a, as a game, I thought it was actually the best that Chelsea have played this season. I mean, they really took the game to United and actually kept the ball. It was, it was good football to watch. I mean, you know, you're, you're an expert, as we say, and graced and culturally in European you. football. What did you think of the performance? I thought Chelsea were very good. They were very compact. Uh, Manchester United only scored from a mistake by who's been by a man who's uh, been. Sorry, no, it was, it was a great pass by Ricky. Carvalho. Sorry, Let's yes, get that yeah. right. Well, Ricky C has been one of the it best. It's a very fine square ball. Yeah, no, I thought Chelsea were very good though. When you originally mentioned Avram Grant, I still think we should wait to the end of the season before judging him, because that's how the board will judge him. That's how he'll probably judge himself and how he want to be judged. Let's wait to see all the trophies handed out. I mean, there's a rumour, isn't there, that, that, that Roman... I mean, I know there's all this talk that uh, he's going to get the boot unless he picks up the Champions League and, and the title. But uh, there's also another rumour going around that actually Roman thinks he ought to give him another year because then he gives him a whole season. I'm not quite sure which is true. We should find out, possibly. But I don't know. What do you think about that? I'd be surprised if Avram Grant is the manager next year. Yeah. I just Even if he won the Champions League. People have won the Champions League and been fired. Uh, Jupp Heynckes did it for Real Madrid in '98, won the Champions League, and then they sacked him because they'd already decided to make a, 
a fresh, clean break. So I'd be surprised if Avram was there next year, even if he wins the Champions League, yeah. the Premiership, uh, Eurovision and uh, the lottery. Well, I don't know. Israelis quite often win the Eurovision Song Contest, so maybe that's what he should do. That's true. He just needs to have a few things cut off if he wants to emulate the last Israeli he, to win the Champions League. I mean, he's a weird old... He, he's Sorry, Sharon. I mean, he's a weird old thing, isn't he, Avram, Martin? I mean, I mean where, where, do you, where, weird. where do you stand on the, on the Avram fence? Because, I mean... I mean, let's be frank. I mean, I, I, obviously, we know a lot of Chelsea fans, and not many of them are, are prepared to give him the time of day. Um, you know, nobody's been you know that naughty or rude about him. But clearly, they think that we should have somebody better. Where do you stand? I, on I, it? I just get the impression that, that the, the achievements the team has made this season have been despite him, not because of him. Uh, he doesn't seem to be capable of making a substitution and changing a pattern of play. And there's times when it's it, the game's cre- screaming out for it, and he just doesn't seem to do anything. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, the one thing that kind of bothers me about the whole, you know, Grant is he or isn't he issue is that w- w- I think we're beginning to sound like, you know, dare I say it, some really big poncy European club with, with more money than sense. And I mean, it's like the whole Real Madrid thing, isn't it? I mean, Capello getting fired after a year, he wins them the title. You know, and I, I feel a bit uncomfortable with that, you know, I, I have to be honest. But I, I agree with what you say. I think, I think, you know, I think that we've achieved what we've achieved this season in spite of him, not because of him. You say that, David, it's interesting, but on the face of it, I, I think the club's doing all the right things. We're building up the academy, there's youngsters coming through there, putting, putting young players out on loans to other clubs to, to get first team experience. I don't think we are going to be a, a harem and farm club. Mm. The intention is there to lay the, lay the proper roots and, and move on through that route. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, Avram could still win us the title and the Champions League, but, you know, mm. I just, we don't have any love for him. I think that's the bottom line. Somebody who else, you know, that we didn't have love for for the majority of last season is one Mickey Ballack, my favourite German. Um, I, I have to be honest, and I, I was saying this, you know, at the turn of the year. In fact, I was saying it last year. Shut up, he's injured. Give him time. He's a really, really classy player. Now, Sheridan, who, as we know, writes for uh, the, the Champions Magazine, which is all about the Champions League. Uh, you've long been an admirer of Hair Ballack. Yeah, I or Harry Ballack, perhaps we should. Call I him. haven't seen him. I don't know if he's Harry. But I think I they're big though. Ballack's one of those players that, in history or history of his game, he's always turned up to the semi-finals. He's a man who scored in the World Cup semi-final. Champions League semi-final scored in the FA Cup semi-final don't forget he did got fellas. us there yeah. and I then he went that. crackers one of the best celebrations for years Ooh. so he's the kind of man who will turn up when the heat has been turned up on matches and when things are getting quite sticky so so that's why I think Balak is starting to show his class you're right he wasn't fit last year you know he um, was it Titus Bramble did his ankle when he was out for eight months yeah it's the only time sure. Titus connected with anything I think in the whole of the season bless him he? bless him but no Michael Balak is the man that you want for the second leg against Liverpool to which you, we'll get on to later. And you want for the run-in for the, uh, for the uh, Premiership. So Michael Ballack is a great player. I mean, what I, what I like about Ballack, and, and I've, I've long admired, I think, I think he's, he's such a quality passer of the ball, and he does really, really link play well. And, and I don't know, you, you, watch, you watch a game unfold, and you watch a team, and there's always one or two players who have that kind of class to kind of rise above everything else. They always mm. have more time, and I, I think he does that. But, that having been said, my favourite moment yesterday was when we got the penalty. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, I was shitting a very large-sized house at the time, thinking we might miss it. But when Mickey Bollock turns up, <laughs> boom, German. Well, you, know, you know he's not yeah, going to miss. The, the crowd was singing, remember you're German. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was, uh... But no, you just knew he wasn't going to miss. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to miss. That's right. That was a fantastic was great stuff. The, the, other, the other factor about Balak is that he can play very well with Frank Lampard. And they have done it several times this season. Question for you two who have seen Chelsea this season, obviously I, I haven't, is don't Balak and Lampard go for the same spaces? Don't they try and make the same runs when they're, 
when their marker and try and lose their runner from midfield? Aren't they trying to get into the same gaps to score behind the forward players? I, I wouldn't say that that's absolutely true, but one thing I would say that I've noticed, I don't know if Martin will agree, but I think, I think they, they do play a little bit like they're slightly inhibited because both of, them want, both of them want to go for that, you know, that last-minute run into the box to get on the end of something because that's basically yeah. what their game is. And one thing I have noticed when they played together is that there seems to be a little bit of hesitation and yeah. yeah, quite often they do I mean, end up in the same you, spot. They what? A bit of you first, sir, that type of thing, would you say? You, you first, sir? Yeah, like after you. you very un-German. Well, they're very, they're very polite like, people. Out of I'm Here going go. into the box now. Telling to hello, hello already. Yeah, I know, already. <laughs> I, think, I think Frank tends to play a bit deeper when, when Michael Ballack's on the pitch. Yeah, well, maybe that's how they should do but it. But they, they do actually have slightly different styles. I mean, Ballack's very much touch and move, whereas... Frank's a lot more direct. What about Obi Wan, um, John Obi Mikel? I mean, he, he's been brought in really as the replacement for Makaleli. Um I think he's improving as a player. I have to say, I don't know. What, what do you think, Mark? I, I think he's, he's technically he's one of the best players that Chelsea have got. His, his technique is superb. When the ball comes towards him, he brings it down to his feet and it, it sticks to him like glue. His mm. first touch is always superb. I quite like the fact that he's got a really mad haircut. It is wild. It's extravagant. <laughs> but you two might be able to... I'm not sure how important that is, David. But... Oh, for me, it's very important. <laughs> but does he pick up a lot of silly bookings? He does, I mean, yeah. He does. He's clumsy he's, sometimes. But he's, he's a, a bit undisciplined player. too, isn't he? So as you call that a youthful exuberance? I would, yes. vicious. I think, I think kicking people with two feet and leaving a great big dent in their shin is purely youthful exuberance. Oh, so he's a bit dirty then. He's a bit tasty. dirty. All right. But I, I mean, we like that, Chelsea. We like somebody who can like, well, know, give it out. He's not really dirty. Say. He's not really dirty because he was very apologetic when he's done it. He does. He does apologise. He's been brought up nicely by his parents and he yeah. always apologises for, for breaking somebody's leg and I think mm. that's important. What about Essien? What do you two oh, I love think Essien. of Essien? I love Essien. Essien. I, I, Essien, you know, has, again, one of those rare players that gets brought in. He was actually really good from the moment he started playing for Chelsea, if you remember. He was. 100% energy, 100% commitment. He, he had a bad patch when he came football. back from the African Nations Cup. He probably had malaria or something. Was, well, I don't know what he, he had. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's some of that lager they were drinking out there. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had Nigeria. Where were they playing Ghanaian Ghana lager? I've had Ghanaian lager. We should have Ghanaian lager one day. Can two Chelsea experts tell me the best Chelsea midfield? Pick the best Chelsea team, the best midfield. Take it back to your original question, Dave. I don't think you can actually say... What is the best Chelsea team? Because it depends who the opposition are. Also, yeah, true. Also, enough. you have to do a certain amount of rotation because there's so many games. Yeah. So, I mean, look, running a squad system is the way to do it. Getting getting back to the, the I mean, it was a fantastic win yesterday. I mean, you know, it, it was really nice to see Chelsea actually, you know, win a match they absolutely have to win. I mean, you and I have been going for a long time. Yeah. And the number of times that it would come to the crunch and you would actually. You know, bottle it basically. And to be honest, we haven't done enough of that this we season. We haven't done enough of that season, but we did. The other thing in the news from that game, which which has come to light in all the papers today, was uh, was Ferdinand's appallingly disgraceful behaviour by not only daring to to have a bit of a handbag session with Obi Wan Mikel on the penalty box and JT towards the end of the game. Yeah. But apparently, he kicked some uh, some poor unsuspecting Chelsea lady steward. Apparently he aimed for the wall but missed. But that, that, well, that, that, that I can understand. Completely, to be honest. Yeah, I can understand that. That, that. but uh, I mean, what, what is interesting, I, I think, is one their reaction. I mean, this whole ill-discipline thing that we've had levelled at us uh, on many occasions, and, and Fergie repeatedly saying his, his team never do that. I mean, the whole kind of respect for the referee thing seemed to have completely disappeared yesterday. They were throwing their toys out the pram. I thought it was very interesting yesterday that. that um, Every time a Chelsea player went towards the ref, John Terry pulled him away. 
Yeah, and he even uh, he even pulled Owen Hargreaves away from the referee yeah. on one occasion. Yeah, and he was actually in the process of pulling Rio Ferdinand away from the referee when 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 Ferdinand got upset. Anyway, look, let's move on. Talking of Rio, West Ham. Next week we're all going to be West Ham fans. Just to wrap our little bit up on the on the Man U Chelsea game yesterday. Can West Ham or Wigan do us a favour in the next two matches, Martin? Well, look at West Ham's record against Man United. They haven't. They, 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 won, last three, they won the last three games against them. That's they right, won two yeah. out of four at Old Trafford. That's right. That's right. Come well, on, you're a bogey eyes. team. Money they did have Tevez last year. Yeah, Tevez true. scored the winner mm-hmm. last year at Old Trafford. So if, if he scores again, obviously. And they needed the points. But they didn't have him mm-hmm. this year. When they, when no, but they, they need. They, they didn't need the points. Uh, they don't need the points this year. But they did last year, so they actually got something to play for. Sheridan. Well, don't forget West Ham are having a little blip themselves, and they've got something to prove to mm-hmm. uh, to the manager. So uh, I think they'll they'll try and win. And uh, I don't know if they will though. They might get <coughs> a draw. Well, we will definitely be cheering them on next uh, next draw, weekend. A draw would do nicely. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Anyway, if you want to get involved with Football Fancast, here's how. Football Fancasts are always on the lookout for enthusiastic writers and show presenters to get involved with our fancasts. If you want to have a go and think you can represent the fans' views, email us at getinvolvedfootballfancast.com. Right, don't forget, we want to hear your views, so join in the blogs on the Football Fancast website, that's www.footballfancast.com, or send us an email, or even better, when I've figured out the technology, I'll get you on the show live by telephone. If you're funnier and more biased than me, which shouldn't be too hard, join me as a guest on the show. Right, let's go back to last week and look at the silencing of the Scousers last mm-hmm. Tuesday. Martin, you were lucky enough to be there, mate. I, I wish I had been, but uh, you were there. How good was it? It was good. Well, it had its ups and downs. Obviously, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride. I mean, the the, uh, the Scouts fans were very, very loud at the beginning of the game. The famous Anfield twelfth man. The twelfth man. The twelfth man was in good form uh, until they realised that Chelsea were completely outplaying him and playing the game at a much faster tempo than the, than, than Liverpool actually liked. Um, and they actually got quite quiet in the middle of the first half. I mean, who, who, you know, obviously I was watching it on the telly in this very bar, actually, with the lucky bar, which is why we didn't lose. But I mean, who, who do you think? Uh, you know, played best for us. Uh, it was a good team performance. I thought it was a good. It was a good team performance. Certainly, when Kalou came on, they did the, the performance definitely lifted a level, uh, and there had been pressure on the Liverpool goal. I mean, I also think uh, I don't know if you know. We'll ask uh, our Champions League expert in a minute, but uh, I think I think Rafa, as always, got his tactics wrong because he was too negative, mm. and they should have tried to kill the game, and they didn't. Sheridan. A bit harsh to say Rafa has always got his tactics wrong. Well, he does. Champions League final last year. Because he's negative, year. mate. Negative, but effective. So to say he got his tactics wrong, I think it's a bit harsh. I think that's a bit harsh on me. Just because you write for a Ponzi European Champions League magazine and I don't. It's not Ponzi. Okay. But it is a European <laughs> Champions League magazine. It is a, magazine. And it is a magazine. Let's just get that straight, everybody. And it's, it's a European Champions League magazine. magazine. It is European. Available at all good news and agents. It's, and it's not Ponzi. I should write one of those little kind of, you know, like they do with little five stars in the Daily Mail. Chidge says yeah, it's not, not Ponzi. Po- I've read it, not Ponzi. Yeah, I've read it, it's not. I can read, I have Chidge read it. says it's, it's not, Ponzi. not Ponzi. But hey, I mean, but you know, come on. He should, they, I mean, let's face it, Liverpool were at home. Their only chance of going through against us was, I think, to, to, you know, to bury us there and then, let's be frank. And they mm. didn't. They didn't seize that opportunity. They didn't, but that that four two that um, the Liverpool Arsenal match, the Spanish press went crackers about that and loved it. Um, but do they uh, eat crackers in Spain? Uh, they do, yeah, with with squid. Do they? But no, but they were basically. I don't <laughs> think anyone expected a, a goal festival when Chelsea went to Anfield, and uh, yeah. I think that although Rafa will be seething, 
it's an open game for the second leg. He was sizzling like a no paella, wasn't he? Do you remember this time last year he was sitting like the Buddha he while was. they were taking the penalties for the penalty shootout? He was. He was going on. He was sitting there looking very relaxed. I know. I wasn't. I was in a bar full of scousers, mate. I was I, far I f- from relaxed. I found, I found Rafa's comments after the game that Liverpool should have won 2 or 3 nil. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but Martin, they should badly have won. confusing. They should have won 2 or 3 nil. Yeah. But, you know, Peter Cech, as always, kept us in the game. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I've seen this so many times at the bridge where we've been on top of sides, we've been on top of sides, we've been on, and, and the bottom line is you've got to bury them. One nil, forget it. You know, you've got to bury them in two-legged mm. football. And bless his heart, Rafa didn't do that. Mm. But anyway, enough of Rafa. There, there was one hero out there on that pitch, and it was John Arnaurisa. John Arnaurisa, got to love it. Absolutely. We want to know how he scored that goal. Do you know that? After we should, maybe we should get Sheridan to sing the song. Well, the we truth, probably will on Wednesday. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want. I want us actually look because this will go out before the match. I want every Chelsea fan well, who know that this he podcast was, to sing he, this on Wednesday. He was arrested. After the match, he was actually yeah. arrested by motorway police. Down the M6, heading in the wrong direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Did you also know? Because you know, Carlsberg. I don't know if they still sponsor Liverpool, but you know, if they did, and if they sponsored own goals, it would have probably been the best own goal in the world. Absolutely. And there were a whole load of other jokes where uh, that came. I, from. I really loved J- uh, Giles Smith's article on the Chelsea website when he said that. But when when Reece was running into the box, Carragher should have picked him up and said. <laughs> Defended against him. Well, I know I was quite surprised normally because you know normally if there's anybody in the vicinity of Carragher's boot in the box, they were <laughs> connected with it. But you know, uh, what I would like to know, Martin, because I wasn't lucky enough to be there. Um, you know, tell me what was the the fa- you know the famous uh, Scouse atmosphere like? How I, scary I, was it? I, as I said early, they were they were quite loud early on, but when the, when they realised that the thing wasn't quite going their way in the first twenty minutes, they very soon were, were very quiet, and, and, and the Chelsea fans up there. All three thousand of us. I thought we gave a pretty good of account of ourselves because um, at one point we, we were singing "It's So Quiet" at Anfield. Yeah, lovely. Um, As it should which be. Which it was. Did you, did you get any pee thrown? It got over very, you very quiet at their end after <laughs> after Reece scored. Funnily enough. Good. No, I was. I, I. I mean, I loved it. I mean, I loved my cock off when that goal went in. I have to say. Anyway, um, we'll be looking ahead to Wednesday's return leg at the Bridge after a few words from Football Fancast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say, and join in the banter. Okay, right, back with us. Uh, we've got the uh, a fantastically big match coming up on Wednesday, of course, which is the second leg of the Champions League semi-final against Liverpool. Which like, pains me to say Liverpool, but that's who we've got. Martin and I will be there. I'm, I've got a great ticket, although we've been moved, of course, thanks to UEFA, but I've got an even better ticket than the, the season ticket that I have, so that's all right. Um, I'm just wondering what the likely team is. One thing I was really impressed with yesterday was the fact that Pretty much, Avram picked our top team to, to play United, which you have to do. You know, we had to win that game to have a sniff at the title. He picked it. I hope that he does the same thing on Wednesday, although I have a really horrible thought that maybe Maluda will come back because he's picked him for nearly every Champions League game. And he's picked Makaleli for the start for most Champions League games. Um, Sheridan, Sheridan, what do you think? I mean, you know, you're a Champions League uh, expert, connoisseur, call it what you will. What do you, what do you think Grant's going to do? Well, I mean, instead of answering that, I want to ask you two about the Champions League. Isn't that the perfect well, this place? Is, this to... is a football fan cast, not Newsnight, mate. It is. It is. Michael Howard. No, but what's wrong with playing Anelka and Drogba oh, together yeah. up front? Oh, nothing. He, isn't nothing. There, Why don't isn't we? the best time to do that yeah. on Wednesday night at 7.45pm? I'd love it. So, uh, Naughty Nick. Love I it. I know that's not what you asked me, but I just think... No, no. I, I, now, I, now I forgive you, because I loved it. I think Avram Grant, I think he'll probably pick... Uh, quite an attacking team but he doesn't have to attack whereas Liverpool do have to attack but I think that I mean going on to the old tactics I, I think that that would be a mistake I mean we've got you know we, we need to go out there as if we have to win that game if he goes out there and tries to be all clever tactically and, and go for a nil-nil we'll, we'll, it'll go wrong I just know it'll go wrong because I don't think I mean if Jose went out to do it if Jose went okay sod the scousers we're going to go for a nil-nil and sit on it I, I would go yeah no problem I reckon we can do that Yeah, but oh, not with Grant I, 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 I just don't think he gets, he just can't uh, get the players to play tactically in a way that Mourinho could. No, it's it's noticeable how, how the how the, the patterns has changed, how the, how the defending has changed. We don't press so far up the field as no, we used to under Mourinho. Absolutely, that discipline all. of tracking back has, yeah. has gone to some extent. Well, it's like the Fenerbahce match, wasn't it? The home leg at Fenerbahce. Now, yep. okay, we were two one down, which we should never have been in the first place, but we scored really really early. Now, in the old days with Mourinho, you would have known one nil, no problem. We're not going to lose this match. Thank you very much. Mm. For the next uh, eighty odd minutes, I, I sat there with my bum squeaking every thirty seconds. It's uh, going, you, it's, you never felt confident that you were going to get away with it, it until Frank scored the, the the second goal with three minutes to go. It reminds me of the Ranieri era when yeah. he was trying to defend a lead, and he'd, of course he'd bring on oh. Jukanovic. <laughs> oh, don't even go there with Yukanovich. <laughs> you remember that, do you? <laughs> do you remember Yukanovich? Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Did you, um, when you were at Anfield watching the first leg, uh, a lot of people suggested that Hippier was dropped because he couldn't handle Drogba. Um, it'd be interesting to see what defence Benitez plays. Obviously, I know it's a Chelsea podcast, but with the defensive options that Rafa's got, that's a nice little dilemma for him yeah. because Skirtle has been a revelation for Liverpool. Skirtle played very well in Chelsea. Yeah, he's been an absolute yeah. revelation. Yeah, he's not not a bad player. Is he? I tell you, the other dilemma for Liverpool is this: is that uh, Fernando Torres? What's, what's that song they sing about him? Well, it's it hasn't crap, got any words it? except the last bit goes goes. 
Uh, um, Fernando Torres, Liverpool's number nine. But the rest of it, they haven't Fernando got any words Torres, for. Fernando Torres, Liverpool's number nine. Sounds like a Ken Dodson. But they haven't got any words for the rest of it. No. And what was all this rubbish about pilfering the White Stripes song? You were there. Did you hear that? Da, 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 uh, da, that's da, that's da, an old one they stole from Italy. Originally, that was a Roma song. And what, it was before a, the White Stripes recorded it? Yeah, yeah the White no Stripes way. ripped off the Curva song. Now, there we go. No, no, it's, groundbreaking it's a, news. It's a Roma song and became an Italy World Cup song, and now it's arrived in and, Britain. And then it became a White Stripes song. Well, okay, originally, I'll give you that. It was a White Stripes okay, song. Right. It's, the, um, clear it, that up. it's the one that goes... Bom, 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 then bom, Roma started singing, singing... Bianco Celeste Bastardo. Which oh, means, I think I know what that means. Yeah, Lazio yeah. fan bastard scum ass. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and then the uh, Italian World Cup squad, well, their victory made that song. You know, Champ- Siamo Campioni del Mondo. See, aren't we glad we got Sheridan on? Because we'd never have known that. I've certainly never heard it up there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what the hell were we talking about before we got into that? Uh, well, we're talking about the crowd, actually. Let's be frank. I mean, my my. I mean, you know, I was at the. I was at the. Um, I can't remember what leg it was, but it was the Carling Cup match we played against uh, Liverpool this year, and uh, I thought that the crowd were fantastic that yeah. night. Interestingly enough, largely because they they charged twenty quid, so you know, fans who've not been able to get in for far too long to Chelsea were able to get in, and there was a fantastic atmosphere there, and we absolutely outsang the Scousers that night. And there were six thousand of them in the stadium because they had the whole of the Matthew Harding the, the, upper. If you, or they had the, no, they had the whole of the shed. They had the sorry, the whole of the shed, didn't they? Yeah, that night, upper and lower. Yeah, six thousand, and we yeah. outsang a lot of them. Yeah, we outsang a lot of them. And I really just hope that that we all turn up on on Wednesday like we did against Man U on on uh, Saturday, and give a similar performance because I think you know I think I think I think. There's a real need for us to stick one up them from a crowd perspective because well, I'm fed up of hearing all this Liverpool. Uh, I read on the website that, that we're going to have a flag each to wave. So. We're all going to because Roman, Uncle Roman's going to buy us a flag, Sheridan. Mm. See, that's what? what happens when you go to Europe. The blue flag. Yeah, the we keep it flying. Flag. Exactly. We don't stick it anywhere the way you might suggest. Flying high up in the we sky. Do. But we do. We all get a free flag because Uncle Very Roman nice. pays for that. Every every. What's Champions it made of? It's made of gold. Yeah. It is gold leaf, Solid but gold. it's dyed really blue, obviously, yeah. so that it's a Chelsea flag. But it's yeah. actually really golden because it's worth yeah. a lot of money. As long as it's not a white flag by the no, end of the match. No, it's not a white flag. No, they're, they're definitely they're, not a white flag. They're not made in Taiwan either. They're not made in Taiwan. Uh, or they're not even made at Walmart in America. Or any other similar franchise owned by Hicks and Gillette. Um, <laughs> OK, let's talk about the score predictions. I have to, I'll, I'll nail my colours to the mast, talking of flags or flags to the mast. Uh, I, I think we're going to win 2-1, mate. Martin. I don't care. Draw will do me. You're going to go for tactical nil nil. Yeah, yeah, nil nil. I'll be, I'll be pooping my pants if it's like that. I, I don't think. I think we'll score. I, well, you know, Liverpool. As Martin is the, the man who brought to the world, incidentally, Sheridan, the fact that Liverpool have not scored. What was it? How many games? Liverpool have not scored at Stamford Bridge uh, under Benitez at all in eight games. Right there we go. Martin brought yeah, that the, to the, the last Liverpool player to score at Stamford Bridge was Bruno Sheru. Sheru, I was there. Dodgy goal. Good man. goal. I thought it was a good finish. Lucky. And then after that match, Gerard Houllier said that he'd always seen him as a goal scorer. Yeah. Well, what happened, what happened to Bernard Cherry? I think he went back to France. Yeah. As did Houllier. Maybe they're living mm. very happily together somewhere in Dordogne. <laughs> you know, in a villa. That's easy for you to Dordogne. say. Dordogne. I'll say it again. Dordogne. Dordogne. La Dordogne. Um, okay, so I say 2-1. Martin says 0-0. Sh- uh, Shezza, you're the expert. I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert, just an enthusiast. But I say 1-1. One, one. Enthusiasts make train sets. You talk about football. I'd say you're an expert. Thank you very much. Penalty shootout. 
1-1 and the penalty shootout will be won by Chelsea FC you have to say that don't you no yes. I don't I've got a theory on this well, it's not a theory the last two semi-final meetings in, in, for my money Chelsea have been far superior side mm. and they've been out yeah. times. this year in terms of form and spirit I think Liverpool are the better side but I think they'll go out because that's how football works we like football because the best team on paper don't always win I hope it just, just as a footnote to that. I hope it doesn't go to a shootout because Chech doesn't save penalties. No, he's rubbish at saving penalties. That is true, and yeah. I can't. My heart can't take it, and we can't drink on European nights, and that'd be terrible. Yeah. So we have to calm and could down. Cudi injured at the moment. He's the only one that does. He's save good at penalties. penalties. So. But uh, Chelsea have got some good penalty takers. They have. We have a German, and they don't. Balak, even Shevchenko, pilloried. He missed in a, in a European taker. Cup final. Man. Yeah, but he scored one three. He scored earlier, two thousand and three. Mm. So he can score when the chips are down. Well, Excuse I, me, I, Lampard's number one penalty taker for Chelsea. Yeah, I know he's missed a few. In big Ashley games. Cole, surprisingly good from the spot, has yeah. been for England in Euro two thousand and four. He did quite well. Anyway, talking of uh, of uh, the Chelsea Liverpool match, when we'll hopefully win two one, as I predict. Um, you know, the big topic uh, for most Chelsea fans, I think, is actually how the hell do we get to to Moscow to watch the final. I mean, we're facing a plethora of problems over and above the usual ticket allocation issues, and after this break, we'll be saying, must go to Moscow. Tune in to the new Football Fancast Daily. Download every day for your quick 10-minute roundup of all the top football news from around the world. Available from 7am every day. Subscribe for free via iTunes, or simply click play at footballfancast.com. Okay, since this podcast is by the fans for the fans, we'll have a look at, uh, a look each week at the most pressing issues concerning you, the fans. Now, this week it's must go to Moscow. Chelsea's finest ever moment on the football field is, is going to hopefully take place in the Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow. But apart from the usual issue of trying to get a ticket, we'll be faced with more obstacles than an episode of the Krypton Factor. But Martin, you are planning to go to Moscow. Um, how are you going to do it, old fruit? Um, well, I, I, I'm certainly intending to go if, if, if it's at all possible. To see what the uh, Chelsea website come up with through through Thomas Cook, it's it, it's there's been some information on this. It's last Wednesday, but yeah, there's uh, been no no difference. Not I mean, conclusive I, 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 and, yeah. and no price. The tickets are quite expensive. The 200 euros, the top tickets. Yeah. Um, well, I think but so. But I'm very much in the hands of Thomas Cook in terms of travel. Um, I mean, look. I mean, the bottom line is this. I think that the, the big issues that we've got, we know what they are. One is the fact that. Uh, you know, everybody needs to get a visa to go over there, which I think is just daft if, you, if you're having a, a European final in the city where you have to go and get a visa for. The other thing is that there's absolutely nowhere to stay because Moscow um, has a real issue with hotels. There's about 2,000 hotels and they're all full. Exactly. Mm. And then there's the flights, which is going to make it very, very hard to get out there for people. Yeah. Um, I mean, my theory on this is that Roman's actually probably going to go and just you know, buy us all the hotels and buy us a few planes and ferries over there. But I suspect the reality, sort it out. the reality might be somewhat different. Look, Sharon, I don't want to put you on the spot because I know that, that uh, you know, it's a, it's a UEFA magazine. But, you know, what what's the thought process that UEFA have about putting, you know, a game of this magnitude? I mean, it, look, it's a showpiece game for UEFA, let alone the, the biggest game that most fans will ever see in their lives. What is the thought process about putting it in somewhere that is, let's, frank, let's be honest, as dodgy as Moscow? Um, well, first of all, I think UEFA feel that they've satirised viewing figures in parts of Europe, Western Europe, and they're trying to go in another avenue, perhaps Eastern Europe, to try and improve figures and to make more of a dent in the market. And the second thing is that you have to remember that it's a European competition and Europe is a big place and there will be some capitals and cities that are harder to get to if you live in 
England like we do than others. Um, so playing at a Stamford Bridge just isn't an option then. I don't. I don't think Stamford Bridge has got five stars. To be fair, you have to get at least five stars on your Maybe the rating. hotel. Maybe the boat's maybe the, the motel has got the five stars. Aperitivos. But it's uh, you know it's right. I think to have the Champions League final in European capitals next year. It'll be in Rome, and I'm sure there'll be some people who might live in a city that's hard to get to. From uh, so it's hard to get to Rome from where they, where they live. So there's always going to be a problem for someone. And but the visas, I admit, the visas thing is is crazy. I mean, because that's mad, isn't it? It is. But if that's the laws of the country, the finals in, there's just nothing you can do about it. And it's prudent for Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, and Barcelona. F- Fans to make inquiries now and to get everything in place. Well, I do. I, I'll say one thing for all of them is that it, it, it's pretty good of them from an organisational point of view for, for to be actually announcing that you've got to apply for it now. Oh, absolutely. Know? I mean, that's quite smart. But then these guys are going to have to put money on, on for a deposit now without knowing yeah. that mm. they're actually going to be in the final or not. Which but look, next year the, the finals in Rome. We can all fly to Rome from London. The year yeah. after that, it's in. Will Madrid. you show me Rome, Sheridan? I know you know Rome. We'll I, be I there love next Rome. Year. I love Rome. Yeah, I'll get a Francesco Totti out, and we'll. Get, have can a... you get? You're going to get go and find some Totti for me. Like a bit hey, of Totti. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Done there. Some yeah. spicy Roman I like, Totti. I like a bit of Italian Totti. So Roman's like... army could go to Rome next well, we year. Could. You Roman's wouldn't be whinging about that. You could go to Madrid in 2010. We could sing a song about that, couldn't we? I think you will. But I don't think we will right now. I mean, look. The bottom line is, I think this is an issue that's going to run and run and run, and it'd be interesting to. What I'd like to do is to try and hopefully for next week's show get a spokesman for Chelsea or Thomas Cook on board to see how that's all going. Because of course, by this time next. We will know for definite whether we're going or not. But uh, you know, as I said, I mean, usually the, the main criteria for the fans is can we get a ticket. But this is a whole different bag of fish. This it, one. It, it may well all work out. We, we, we have to wait and see what the uh, the powers that be come up with. Uh, but, um, anyway, look, we'll try and get some comp from Chelsea and see see what happens. Wait, look, if you've got any fan related matters that are getting on your wick. Or you want to get off your chest, let us know. We'll try and get a Chelsea representative on the show to tell us what's going on. If you want to get involved, here's how. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Um, moving swiftly on, uh, a man who's much beloved of my friend Sheridan, jo- Jose Mourinho, apparently, according to the Mail on Sunday, so we know it's true, uh, says he's been offered the manager's job at Liverpool by the Dubai International Capital Group, who wants to buy the club. Now, I've always heard that a, a group called Dick were buying Liverpool, which would be much more appropriate. Oh, that is the Dubai International Capital Group. Fair enough. Um, I mean, come on, Chesa. Is there any, any truth in that stupid, ridiculous rumour that Jose would go to Liverpool? Everybody knows it can't be true. Well, he was on Sky interviewed last week, and he said that if he came back to England, it would be very tough to go to a club that weren't Chelsea, but he's a professional, so he, yeah. he would consider Can you do that in the style of Jose? But, I'd tr- but that was because he loved Chelsea so much. Exactly. So I, I don't think he'd go to Liverpool in a million years. OK, talking to Liverpool... Our Which, fo- we, but, but the point is, you see, having denied it, he probably is going to Liverpool. Well, Chez has been telling me all season that he's going to Inter Milan, so he can oh. hardly change now. Have I really said you that? You have I so told me. You said Inter Milan all fiction. season. You, you told that's me Inter Milan. That's a lie. You said, I, I write for Champions magazine. I know everything about Italian football. I've never snow, said that. And no. I've got you on air saying Inter Milan. You, I, the word so might be take going. Take it like a man. Might be up. going. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. soft words that no. give you a get-out clause. You said clause. he is going to Inter Milan. Mancini's going. You told me. It's on air, mate. I've got it. Can I ask one question? One last question to two Chelsea fans. Yes. Avram Grant goes upstairs in the summer. Yeah. Rafa says enough of this American squabbling at Anfield. Yeah. And comes to Stamford Bridge. Are you happy or sad? No, I'd hate it. Why? Because he's negative. 
Champions League finals. I don't care, he's negative. Champions I've had League. enough of 1 0. I've had enough of 1 0. Imagine your beloved JT touching look, the Champions League trophy. Like, like, Close your eyes, imagine it. No, gonna, shut up. We'll do, do it anyway. We're going to do that on the 17th like, of May. Like our beloved, our beloved um, potentate. That's a good word, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's not bad for a Sunday evening, anyway, and a few pints of lager. But uh, like our beloved potentate, Roman Abramovich, uh, you know, I want to see decent football, mate. I want to see attractive, free flowing, attacking football. Or, or I do don't want a fat still... paella eating version of George Graham. Martin, what do you think? Rafa at Stamford Bridge? No, I don't think so. There's too much history there, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we're creating history. Anyway, talking of uh, chance, which we weren't at all, but I'll be going to you now. One of my favourite things about, about Chelsea fans is their humour, as you can no doubt tell when you listen to this podcast. Uh, sometimes a little bit over the top, but comedy is a broad church as far as I'm concerned. Now, um, my, my favourite chant from yesterday came from the beloved people of the Matthew Harding Lower, aimed at uh, Wayne Rooney. And I'm not talking about them calling him Pikey for most of the match. Although I think that was the boat behind me, actually, but never mind. But they, they came out with this one. Shagged in Miami, she's getting shagged in Miami. And this is obviously on, uh, on, on poor old Wayne Rooney's fiance Colleen, who's celebrating her hen night this week in, in Miami. Bit of Miami Vice, possibly. Hey, hey go see what I've done there, Martin. I mean, I know I asked you before, and you said you couldn't think of any, so I'm going to ask you again because you might have <laughs> done by now. I know. Have you thought of any chance that you particularly like yesterday? Yes, I did. It, it, it wasn't a new chant, but it, it was after um, after Cavalli had had his um, aberration and passed, yeah. and passed the ball to Rooney. The, the, the Matthew Harding lower again did start singing Rick, Ricky Cavalli's song, which I thought was appropriate. Can you sing that for me? Because I'm a big fan of Ricky C. Yeah, yeah. How does that song change Ricky Carvalho, Ricky Carvalho, Ricky Carvalho, and on and on. That's tremendous. And that's what it is. I tell you what I was really delighted with about the Ricky chant is that he's an unsung hero. Oh, very good. But uh, it's lovely to see him getting the recognition that he deserves. That was one thing. And the other thing was how loud that chant was. Mm. It was a really big, loud chant. Everything was loud yesterday. I was loving that. I thought that was great. Sheridan, have you got any kind of European chants that might amuse us? Uh, you asked me to think about that before we started recording, yeah. didn't you? And I didn't, so uh, I can't think. You were going to sing one my for head. Me. I did the one about Lazio, the Roma ones. Yeah. I tell you, they sing. Non molare mai, non molare mai. Thank you. Yeah, the person which, which means, the, I should say that the, the lovely waitress who just passed us looks singer. at Sheridan that he's like a complete lunatic. If Simon Cowell's in a building, get out. No, that actually means never give. <laughs> that means never give up, and they sing that. Inter fans sing that because they think so their fans, their team, never gives up. Yeah, and I will dedicate. They that. never give out either. They, well, I don't know. So they sing it when they're losing. <laughs> and I will dedicate that particular rendition to the real Ronaldo, who's recovering from oh, another injury. Never yes. give up, Ronaldo. Never give up. I know you're a big, big Ronaldo. I, I, I like Ronaldo. Best striker yeah. in the history. The real of Ronaldo. The fattest striker in the history of best, football. Yeah, you, you, you said fattest, but you meant best. No, I meant fattest in a kind of a bling sort of way, like he's like the fattest. Nothing fatter than. 50. No, but he's like the fattest. Nothing like fatter than two fat World with a Cups. PH, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. You pulled it around. I did. Uh, just like Ronaldo would. Okay, that's about all we've got time for for today. Sadly, uh, don't forget we want to hear from you, the fans. So tell us your rants, issues, and blue opinions by getting in touch at the website www.footballfancast.com. You can blog or email us there, or get in touch via our Facebook page. Uh, next week's show, available on Mondays, will hopefully be celebrating our passage to Chelsea's first European Cup final. That's right, Scousers, we're creating history. We'll also be looking forward to beating Newcastle, having watched West Ham beat Man USA. Come on, you Irons! Uh, thanks to my guest today, Brother Martin. It's a pleasure. And Sheridan Bird from the Gampions magazine. In the words of Demis Roussos, goodbye, my love, goodbye. 
I hope it's not it's not goodbye. I just hope it's au revoir. Oh, okay. uh, and talking of uh, goodbyes and thank yous, we've got to thank the Putney Station guys in this fantastic bar, my lucky Chelsea bar, who have looked after us royally. So thanks to Emma and the staff at Putney Station. I'll be back next week with more guests and Chelsea banter. But until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chelsea. Come on the Chelsea. You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log on at footballfancast.com and get involved. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>